This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome to season two and this is episode number two of Come On Kinds with myself, Martin Quilty and my co-host, Onya Fahey. This evening we are going to be reviewing the massive uh, action that was taking place over the weekend with our three county teams seniors intermediates and of course the minors who were out last Sunday as well we'll be previewing the minor championship game with Clare coming up the weekend and we will also have lots of views previews and outcomes I suppose uh, Anya we're looking forward to it you know a lot about the Ashburn having played in it and that's going to be coming up but first of all we are delighted to be joined in studio by the Kilkenny minor manager Mike Wall and Mike of course led the Chargers to victory over Waterford at the weekend in the first round of the Tesco minor championship game so first of all Mike you're very welcome here to come on kind so Tell us uh, your overall view of the game last Sunday. Um, sure, looks uh, slow start and a good finish is probably is probably the easiest way to put it. Now, um, we were—I don't know if it was the conditions or or not—but um, we were very slow to get started. Even though we we're doing nothing wrong, we um, we had the line share of possession, but just wasn't turning it into scores. I I'd, I'd say, look, first day nerves, seeing it happen last year. Um, so look, but look when we when we settled down and when the girls got going, we we, we were happy with the performance after that. Yeah, for the first day out, it could have been a bit tricky. You played Waterford in the WIT arena last year. It was a draw, but that game kind of set you up a small little bit then for what was a rather successful season. Even coming into the game, and we know myself and yourself spoke uh, afterwards as well, you had a lot of, I suppose, hamperings on you before you came into it. Like the Loretto game uh, was being played the day before in Galway. That went to extra time, then 45s, a long trip back for some of the girls, then on a bus, then to go out the following day as well. And you were rather, uh, I won't say critical, but you certainly expressed concern um, about player welfare and that as well. So I suppose uh, from your point of view as a manager, um, give us your thoughts on the, the whole scenario of the weekend because you did have to make a couple of changes early on before the, the start of that game. Um, sure, look, I'll try to keep it as positive and as diplomatic as I can. Um, look, to be honest, Martin, I, I, I've been very vocal and it's, it's after getting a bit of traction. Um, I know I'm certainly not the only minor manager that's um, the minor inter-county manager that's feeling like this. Um, I, I, I think it's, I, I don't, I don't agree with it. Um, I understand that there's a lot of fixtures to get through at this time of the year, but, um, just uh, like again like Ashburn season all the Ashburn Cups are going are going on as far as I'm aware apart from the finals am I right on you in saying they're on midweek mm-hmm. and uh, I, I can't I can't understand why the school games with congestion couldn't be on all week you look at um, you look at our just say our minor group we we have obviously the schools um, played on Saturday they played the the previous Thursday week beforehand, and the previous Saturday. So there was any the Loretta girls we hadn't them for three weeks. You could say beforehand, which is look that's no problem to them. That's no problem with us and no problem to them. They were, I'm sure they were getting good coaching and good games as well. But um, 
you now look at like you, you take Waterford Waterford haven't got another game now until the 27th of February yeah that's a long time away it, it is now we have to play next week against Clare which again I have no problem doing that but there's a three if we if we're drawn and if we lucky enough to get something out of Clare and we get into a, the knockout stages either it'll be the knock either it'll be the quarter final or the semi final we have a three or a four week break with nothing and I don't know I just thought the way it was you know some teams don't seem to have any uh, interruption and the other teams like again I'm sure we were on the lucky end we we ended up getting the win on Sunday <clears throat> so to be honest I don't think the win or the three points are the most important thing here that needs to be spoken about I do think that it is it is player welfare um, like look up in, up in Galway they can't they can't help where the match is but um like uh, again there wasn't even there, there, there was not 24 hours between finish and end um, look Martin I said it there on the, on the in your interview afterwards that um, you know how many how many surveys have been done over the years that the drop off in minor or in Camogie happens after minor so why are they putting mm-hmm. this much pressure on girls who obviously cannot go out and enjoy it. I, I I've seen I've seen it over there last week. You know, girls worried. Girls, oh, we can't train. We're going to lose our place, and oh, we want to do this and we want to do that. And they do. These these are kids, and their bodies. As far as I'm aware, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a I'm not a physio or anything like that. But these are still kids, and their bodies are still developing. And I'm not a hundred percent sure that the best interests for a certain core group of players are is being looked after. Well, this is something Ms. Yeah. Anonia was definitely going to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. I suppose is this a product of now the split season that you have all of the intercounty games, which the minor is coming in that you have them so early. Um, which includes all of the school's games because this debate has been going on in the GA in the last number of weeks. Just two players that come to mind. I mean, Tommy Conroy got injured with the Mayo footballers playing in a Signerson Cup game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either the weekend or during the week or the week before uh, Mayo's game, which happened. And then Michael Murphy got injured because he was playing in a college's game. He played for Donegal then a couple of days later. I think some of them had actually three games in 10 days to get played at that level and I mean those fellas are up at the top elite level at senior inter-county football like Mm -hmm. it's happening with the Camogies as we've seen it I mean there was a lot of girls that was out in Ashburn Cup finals on the Wednesday with Dixborough and then they were turn around and play a game then as well on the Sunday so is this kind of a product then of the split season that's going on at the minute I don't know if you could I don't know if you'd say it's a product but I definitely do think like Mick is so right and he said it once or twice there they are kids like they're children like they're still under 18 and we should be protecting them and like it's going to go to the stage where you know a lot of these I would imagine on your panel are probably doing their leaving cert so their mocks have probably mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. this week or next week or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be so then you take some of those girls who could have been potentially with Dixborough with the minors with Preza Loretto in the we'll say in the Leinster Championship and then with Loretto obviously then in All-Ireland to then tug out for the minors to have to be worrying about the leaving cert it's just so much for these girls to just take on and it's not fair on them and like they're going to get worn out 
they're going to lose all interest in it because nobody actually has their back and I think it's really really unfair especially for girls so young and yeah okay we could compare to the likes of the male footballers or whatever the case may be but at the end of the day this is still an amateur sport but Correct. these girls yeah. are being yeah. tre- they're basically being expected to perform like the professional athletes Yeah and Anya like, I, I completely agree with you, agree with you. Like, I, I understand the whole Tommy Conroy season ending injury there with the with the cru- cruise sheet that's just one of the mm-hmm. most high profile one like look a player can go out and do a cruise sheet in training do a cruise sheet we understand injuries do happen but you don't put it into the line of fire you also have to understand and again I'm not saying it's any any less or any worse but you go into inter-county or colleges hurling football or anything like that okay it is an amateur sport but they are looked after professionally yeah. they have got doctors they've got mm-hmm. physiotherapists they've got you know access to stuff like that then you come down to underage camogie mm. and some of that they don't have now in, under, in some counties they do and to be fair to to our, ourselves and to Kilkenny County Board and all the girls are looked after and um, look our physio Elaine has been excellent with us you know she came down like just in relation to the to the training we had done um, I wouldn't say a deal but we had an agreement with Loretto last last week we spoke to um, to one of the teachers in there that you know they take him training Tuesday night we take him training Thursday night now we said that was fair enough when we actually thought about it afterwards we said well we would be wrong if we trained them on Thursday night before so before the two games at the weekend yeah so we, we spoke to David Roach in the, in the Roach Engine Clinic. We asked him to come on a call with the parents and the players of the girls that were getting ready for the weekend. And he went through what they should do to get them in the best possible um, frame of mind and, and, and body state and that going into the weekend. Like, and I, I did say this and I don't want to be repeating myself for the sake of it because people will be sick of listening to it. But genuinely, as a management team, we did have that discussion. Would we... Um, would we not play those players? Yeah. Um, and how hard is that make of a decision? You know, you're all geared up. You have your team announced during the week, twenty four hours beforehand. You can see that there's a major game for a college's team. Which, I mean, in fairness, getting to a college's all earned is great achievement for young girls who mightn't get the opportunity to do that but it certainly upsets your plan and then come the morning of it the girls turn up you can see that some of them is sluggish what kind of a debate is going on then between all the management whether you are actually going to play a player or not to be quite honest and I'm not saying this because this is going out and everyone everyone hears there was not when when we did float to the, the float to have the discussion about potentially not playing the players um there was not one of the management team that went against us. Um, we we said like that someone has to look after them, and like we're once we can't we can't control what what happens to them outside of our control or outside of our when we have them. So we have to look after them. Then now we did speak to a number of parents, and um, we said obviously that you know we never put any pressure on any of the players to play. Oh, obviously these are. These are kids. Mm. They all wanted to do like a lot of these. You know, some of them they want to win another All Ireland. Some of them want to win their first All Ireland. Um, so the debate, like obviously, you know, <laughs> them girls they go they go for war war ten days or seven days a week, you know, three hundred and sixty five days a year. But um, and like thankfully, thankfully, no serious injuries came out of mm. Sunday. Now, 
you could train perfectly and you know not train them at all and you could still get a bad injury these things we all I understand uh, injuries happen but like it's up in Galway it's probably six half six seven o'clock it went extra time which was do you know what okay. and then 45s on top and of that then as well and after and after that but on this time of the year Martin like do you know the way like you walk across and this is the truth from, from the last couple of days now okay I wouldn't be in the greatest physical condition everybody knows that but my calves are sore do you know from just walking around on a wet field and this is look look. I know it's it's a, it's a, it's another debate the schools the schools I don't know if you've been to them you, you have fabulous matches between the, the present and the rest of them, and probably other matches too and I'm sure su- Sundays or Saturdays was fabulous too I do want to point out I, I'm glad for one reason we got the victory because if I was saying this after if we had lost on Sunday it was like sour grapes you're making excuses and excuses yeah exactly you know yeah. but like Galway were in the same position predicament I think they had nine nine players on the panel um, on with the presentation on Saturday they actually lost at the weekend now, I'm not saying that's the reason why they lost but they, they lost Tipperary were in that were in that predicament and um, look I, them, them camps can speak for themselves but I do know I, I was speaking to to another inter-county manager and they would have the same thought process of this is that these are young kids like the schools 110% have a, has a place and deserve their, their day but you know let's sit down and get these get these right and play these school games and have them run off or have at least the majority of them run off before Christmas and I understand COVID pushback dates and all like that definitely and we're not what's done is done that can't be changed I just hope that the powers that be will learn from this going forward and this is not a bad mountain exercise no, either it's literally a debate that yeah. has to be had it's not only alone to Camogie as we said it's happening in the GEA mm-hmm. everybody's talking about it it was on League Sunday as well with all the footballers I mean the two high profile ones Tommy and Michael Murphy that I mentioned there was probably two or three others that was mm-hmm. highlighted as well on it you know so I mean it's certainly a debate that we need to start uh, looking at and as we say player welfare is certainly the most important I know you're under pressure to go to training as well uh, shortly the girl to be waiting but just I suppose on the match itself mm-hmm. um, first half bit sluggish up to about the 15th 16th minute first touch as we said earlier you know in the conversation wasn't really the best but he started to come into it then and he rattled off seven points unanswered in that first half um, Amy Clifford scoring five of them Rachel Brennan getting on the score sheet and on your own and then as well so you had a seven points to two lead at half time you were playing with a very strong breeze did you think yourself with the breeze was in it that was enough of a lead? You're a fair man now to name check. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, um, if I'm going to be honest, um, I thought it was a decent lead c- c- considering the start that we got. Um, well, you're lucky because I didn't. Okay. Um, but like, do, do you know, I suppose, I know. Um, we, I, I said this, we would have liked an extra point or two. Um, it was It was five points, but... We had every. What I mean by that is, we knew that we weren't going to go to sleep in the second half, and we knew that we were going to come out fighting, and we we did. We got the first score of the second half, and I suppose the happiest thing for for from us, um, you know, Watford scored after two or three minutes, and they scored again after six minutes. But they had, I, they, in fairness, they had two quick frees. One was in the sixth minute, and the other was the ninth minute. And realistically, and I mean, I said this in even the report that's going to go out uh, tomorrow in the paper mm-hmm. as well. Um, Ruth Phelan 
really wasn't tested in the goal for the whole of the 60 minutes now in fairness to Kaylee Atkinson I, I can't either remember a real shot that she had to do either but I mean your backs were outstanding they were. Um, on Sunday mm. you know on every one of them uh, were outstanding from number one out to number seven mm. um, your two midfielders worked very very well I thought um, and then the forward line when they got going uh, they really did get going. I mean, the highlight of the match for me was the point that Rachel Brennan scored in the 24th minute. I think it was Sophia Kerr actually got the ball around the middle of the field. She soloed up the field, gave a little pass in to Amy Clifford in half forward. Don't ask me how she saw her, but Rachel Brennan was out on the far sideline and just a small little hand pass straight over the top of the defender, out to Rachel Brennan, ball over the bar. And uh, you were what, you were 10 points to five up at that yeah. stage. like so. That must be, uh, that must be uh, uh, um, kind of a special... T- Tolerant thing on you coming coming up on the blind yeah, side. I thought uh, everything she knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, look, yeah, it was the backs. The backs were super. We, but that's what I was saying. The pleasing thing for us is that I think the first two points Watford got were from play after, and I think they had them on the board after five or six minutes. We actually kept them scoreless from play for the rest of the game after that. Um, you're you're on about defending, and yet the the backs were fantastic. But I I think a special mention has to go to the girls up in the full forward line because they stopped. Some amount of ball. Um, they, they like we we started defending from the front, and in the second half, the amount of the amount of tackles, the amount of the lost causes that were chased down and hooks and blocks that were put in, it took it did take a huge amount of pressure because the wind just seemed to get stronger and stronger yeah. as as the day went on. The work rate um, was phenomenal, like as you said, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But it's not a game of one to fifteen anymore. You can't just go out into your position. You know yourself on you. I mean, a corner forward now has to be very agile and try to track back because if you're not, you're putting the back under severe pressure as it is anyway but mm. yeah no it was a 13 points to 5 victory over Waterford a great start to it as you said you have Clare now at the weekend coming and it is away in Father McNamara Park that is of course Clare's own county grounds um, it's on Sunday at 2 o'clock so I suppose get the, the win over the belt there if you can at all and it puts you in a good stead then are getting probably top of the group well, yeah. Look, if we win, um, we 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 will top the group. We we can't be caught. Um, look, we'll be definitely hoping to go up going up for that. We're, you know, we haven't spoken about Claire or looked at Claire until Sunday night after after we we wants to get that Watford game out. Um, we're we're delighted that, and, and I know I was given out about the fixture congestion. We're actually delighted we're playing Sunday now because <laughs> we it, it's, we can actually relax and breathe after that. Yeah. Um. Hope, hoping to God that well we know until after Sunday whereabouts or have a fair idea whereabouts in the championship will be um, look I, I suppose this will be because of COVID and all like that I think this is the furthest away trip that NAD's girls would probably have had since under 14 mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's so it is logistically it's tough we're not going to be going by bus we've made a decision uh, as a management and actually the players on that that we reckon it's, it's just it's still the safest thing People have to realise COVID is still not gone away. We certainly don't want to lose anymore, but we we lost a player, a couple of players on Sunday due to COVID as well. So, um, but even for the girls themselves, like you know yourself, it's better travelling a car. You're not really as cramped up if you're travelling. You can mm. get out and have a couple of movements around the place. You can go for a small little walk or whatever. You know, go in plenty of time. You're not under time constraints. Whereas when you're on a bus, like it's nearly regimental. You have to be on the bus. You're going here. You have to arrive at such a time, and then you're 
delayed with traffic or whatever it puts things you know behind and puts your schedule behind as well so for the girls itself it's probably the safest way to go at the minute ah it is yeah look it is it, it is and like they're used to it they're used to it like we didn't travel by bus last year for the All-Ireland which there's 18 or 19 of them girls still there so they've gone to Limerick I, this is an extra 20 minutes half an hour probably further on so look leaving plenty of time get there we'll you know we to be honest we have our our um, warm up kind of down to a tee now so we kind of know the girls know what to do when they get there they're, they're, they seem to be pretty relaxed so no look we're looking forward to it now we're looking forward to it as I said um, tonight will be it won't be training this week will be reasonably light Um so look yeah we're looking forward to it well speaking of that I'm sure Paul and Damien will be able to take it for a couple of minutes while you move from here in the studio out to Dane's Ford to do that bit of training so thank you very much for coming in and joining us and giving us an insight and uh, lots to ponder uh, for us to debate as well and lots of other people to debate as well and yeah. the very best of luck on Sunday and sure we might be talking to you next Tuesday night with the podcast with hopefully a win against Clare Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Perfect. Thanks Sounds a million, Mike. Thanks that much, was, Dad. of course, Mike Wall, the minor manager, now on his way out to training to get things going for the clear game at the weekend. On you, it was a busy weekend, as mm-hmm. we said. The seniors, intermediates was out. Minors were out on Sunday. They had a very good win. But you were out at the intermediate game in the Littlewoods Division 2 game, uh, Kilkenny and Tipperary. So give us a rundown how that one went. Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, Kilkenny winning that game quite comfortably, realistically, in the end. Uh, Tipperary probably not as strong as outfit I suppose as we're probably known to to see what Tipperary outfits have been like over the last couple of years um, I will say you know there's a lot of kind of positional changes a few girls kind of you know moving around I suppose the big one for me Kira Murphy moved out from her cornerback position that she would have played in the All-Ireland final last year moved out to centre back and she actually she owned that whole space she just dictated from the front and she was excellent she was excellent in her defending as well as were all the backs I must say they were so strong and so solid even though Tip probably not overly strong but when the wind was against Kilkenny the the backs they really just came out they were so tenacious they weren't letting any ball in at all which was great to see Um, Hannah Scott was unbelievable a centre forward scoring 2-2 from play as far as I can recall Yeah just 2-1-2-2 depending on which way it was Yeah, and just you know I think they all just worked really well I thought Carly's Comfort I thought she did very well as well her first day out kind of at an inter-county scene playing at wing forward I thought she did very very well too Um, who was very good was Danielle Quigg I thought she just did an awful lot of roaming around you know she got the ball and she used her pace and that's like that's one of the many skills that she has but her pace is definitely the number one thing and she just kept on going with the ball I thought Tara Ronan when she came out from corner forward they moved her out to half forward she just made an absolute nuisance of herself constantly winning freeze getting to the ball first getting down really low to it and making sure that she was going to be fouled and I think she got fouled three or four times as well you know which would convert it into a freeze for Kilkenny so overall yeah I'd say John would be particularly happy knowing that it was I suppose probably his core intermediate group of girls that were playing there um, they will be delighted to get the win under their belt especially knowing now that they're going in against Watford and Westmead in the next two games which are going to be a major major step up and I don't want to run down Tipperary and I don't want to you know disregard the victory that Kilkenny had but Tipperary just weren't up to scratch in my opinion um, and I think Westmead and Watford are going to be two completely different games but as we said to John last week I think they're the two games that are going to stand to Kilkenny that Kilkenny will definitely need to progress on in the championship and really see 
the core girls in particular I feel let's see the standard that they're actually at compared to you know the bigger teams if you want to say it I think you'll be happy enough as well because even though you were saying the Tara was foul for a lot of frees they actually only scored one from a place ball out of the 3-8 they scored 3-7 of that mm-hmm. was from play so I mean that's exceptional I mean as Hannah Scott as you said 2-1-2-2 two, two, two. Uh, Carlise Comfort is on the score sheet Afton Grace got on the score sheet Anya Feeling got on the score sheet Tara's down um, on the score sheet as well you know Tipperary had 7 points out of 7 points 4 of them were actually from place balls mm. you know in 60 minutes it was only 3 points from play when you look at it so yeah. overall would you think that John would be happy enough with his first outing as you say 2 big massive tests to come next but it'll be good to get the win under the belt first going into the Waterford game Yeah I definitely think it's important for their confidence more so than anything as well when they're going in against the, the next two teams um, you know I think he would be rather happy but you know John's not going to he's not going to lose the run of himself and he's not going to certainly let the girls lose the run of themselves you know he'll, he'll know that the standard that Tipperary are at are not the standard that Kilkenny need to be at um, but yeah I think he'll be happy with a couple of the guards especially a couple of the new guards kind of standing up as well um, and I must say their work rate off the ball for Kilkenny was phenomenal they're constantly running off the shoulder they played the lines very very well there was no kind of silly decision making or wasting of a ball which I thought was really really good and you can see by the girls they're very eager like I felt like Neve Lahey was excellent at wing back as well and she every time every year I see her I just feel like she's getting hungrier and hungrier just to win another All-Ireland and that's what she wants to do but yeah overall a good day out for Kilkenny but certainly two completely different tests coming up for them and um, I think the girls will know that as well themselves Yeah I suppose a lot of changes that was there from the team that played mm-hmm. in the uh, All-Ireland final to Antrim um, I'm just trying to give a quick count of it here I think it was one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. Would it be right that eight of that team started the All Ireland final? Yeah, seven or eight of them would have started the All Ireland final. So you'd new people in there. So Tara Ronan was new, Sinead O'Keefe was um was new, um Claire Nolan as wing back. Yeah, like so there was a lot of new girls kind of, you know, trying into the in trying into it there as well. But they needed like Claire Nolan has been around a long time. Like she's been around on the intermediate scene the last three or four years. Great to see her getting a good solid run out as well and, and played very well too. So so I think she's definitely going to be a top contender for the girls this year. She's going to be pushing hard to get to nail down her position as well. I suppose she's kind of been maybe maybe a little bit unfortunate, but you know, she's really going to push hard this year. I feel like they're they're very mature as well, the girls, and I think they're very, very focused. I think losing the All Ireland last year definitely hurt them. And I think they want to really make amends for that too. Yeah, and I suppose now they have uh, a couple of weeks break to the Waterford game. I think it's the same, uh, the 26th of February thereabouts, I think. Um, and yeah. just trying to look it up here at the minute. But that's a way it's going to be in Waterford, albeit not as far as Westmeath. But that's going to be a tough test, like Waterford just getting relegated out of the Division 1 last year mm-hmm. with a, a last-minute score to Dublin-like. So Waterford will be pushing to get back up to Division 1 again next year. Yeah, and I think, t- like, let's be realistic about it. I think Waterford will that'll be their aim and you know they're going to be going out all guns blazing they probably and I suppose they're right they have been playing senior the last couple of years they probably feel that they're too good for division two but listen that's the performances that they put in last year this is where they're after getting so I think they're going to use this definitely as a milestone for them when preparing for championship and you know I, I would imagine they're going to throw out a lot of new players but they definitely want to be winning division one and let's be realistic and call a spade a spade here 
they should be competing in a league final if the truth be known like they should be they're a senior team and, and that's where they should be Yeah and they had a 10 point victory over Westmeath as well uh, last Saturday as well you know which was a mm-hmm. fair old scalp again yeah. no goals in it it was 14 points to 4 so you know Kilkenny will be looking uh, at that group now and hoping to come out of it as one of the two that will get into at least a quarter final stage as well in it um, and with the first win over their belt like that is uh, that's possible Yeah it's a massive it's a massive thing to get the first win under their belt um, you know I do think they will probably have enough on Westmead I think it will come down to the Waterford game um, I think that's where it's going to get a little bit more tricky so whether they're going to have I suppose some of their more experienced players back for that or whatever the case may be I don't know um, but I do think they probably will need definitely a full squad going you know going down to Waterford um, I think that's going to be definitely the game that they're going to be looking at to see that they can actually top the group by beating Waterford because um, I do think they should have enough on West. I'd hope they'd have enough on Westmead I feel like they've grown over the last couple of years in comparison to Westmead so I, I'd be hoping that you know it could be do or die the Waterford game for the two of them to see who comes out top of that group hopefully Yeah well that just leaves one more game then in the inter-county scene and that was the senior game against Limerick in uh, John Locke Park in Callan on last uh, Saturday now I know you were in Freshwood and we mm-hmm. were in Callan oh my god I mean if you were above in the Antarctic it <laughs> wouldn't be as cold as what it was in the two venues I mean you have to give credit to the players yeah. for the performances that they put out but uh, Brian Dowland's Chargers had uh, I suppose an easy win in the end 118 to 110 Limerick put it up to uh, Kilkenny in periods of that time but I think it was just a 10 minute period in the first half that they scored 1-5 without reply to go in 1-9 to 4 points ahead at half time that really set them up for the, the victory in that game Yeah and you know that probably showed in their experience I suppose Katie Nolan you know just kind of having as I, I wasn't at the match now but Katie Nolan I suppose kind of setting sail there and taking on the lead there but um, you know I spoke to you guys afterwards Tiffy Fitz I believe was absolutely immense I said it she was well. yep, yeah. she was outstanding for a young girl to be put into fullback now you know yourself yeah. you played in fullback fullback is not an easy position no. to play in if you're not used to it mm-hmm. she was exceptional and you mentioned Katie Nolan as well Katie Nolan scored a goal that if DJ Carey himself or TJ Reid had to score that goal mm. everybody in the place will be talking about it for a week or a month or whatever to come it was exceptional the little flake she was just there Katie is such a small yeah. player in stature and everything mm-hmm. but she has power she has ability and Steffi Fitz was out on the sideline where we were in the stand and she put a long ball in that looked like it could go over for a point but the wind just held it up came down Katie was in on top of the full back mm-hmm. that was in there for Limerick just a little flick in the goalkeeper was coming out into the net it was superb it was outstanding it really yeah. was like like she's such a clever hurler as well like and I suppose she's really kind of coming to herself over the last year or two as well and I suppose this is the level that she's always wanted to compete at and you know she's really got herself right and she's got herself into really good shape in relation to that and it's kind of like nearly an addiction for her now at the gym and she has her job in the gym as well and you know she's she's working really really hard and yeah I know like when she won her first senior All-Ireland in 2020 like she couldn't believe it like she was just it was she was more overwhelmed with it all and that's the level she was that like she a Cheshire cat yeah, that day yeah. Like, yeah it was fantastic to be looking at it mm. but I think Brian will be happy overall um, I mean a bit like the players in Freshford right Kenny played a bit like the Limerick Hurler style did mm. that they were able to get the ball in the back line they were able to work it nice and 
I won't say easy, but they were able to work it quick through the lines, quick hand passes. I mean, you know, we were probably looking at maybe two or three hand passes in a move, but it worked. It took out the Limerick defence out of the way, but the forward line were immense. The ball up to the forward line was absolutely superb. Like, okay, it took him a while to get going. Limerick were two points to one ahead after three minutes, but as I said, that blitz then just in the first half and they did the same then in the second half as well it was tit for tat I mean I have to say Cuiva Costello was certainly the best player that Limerick mm. had um, Rebecca Delee got a goal that came from a mistake uh, from Brian's point of view he's probably not going to be too happy with it but they had enough of a lead that it didn't really make much difference to them yeah. in the end but I mean they're going to be pushing now and it's different with that uh, group because only the first team comes out top of the group and they have two tough tests now against Clare and Cork next and Clare is the next one up away as well Yeah they certainly do and you know it's not easy by any means to go down to Clare and get a victory in it at all and you know I suppose he'll be kind of happy the fact that yeah he has Michaela Keneally and Denise Gall back now I suppose you know disappointing for the girls losing with Mullinahone in the junior football I learned at the weekend but you know Brian will probably look at it going knowing that these girls are going to come back in good good shape as well and I suppose you know the girls that probably performed the best over the weekend it's no coincidence that they're playing colleges and that they're training throughout the whole winter as well so that it's given them that added bonus and that that added maybe like advantage you know when it comes to playing on, in this time of year so you know he'll be happy to have those especially having Denise back like you know what a stalwart to be coming back into league whether he'll you know give her much game time or whatever the case may be because you know maybe you know you might want to just look after for a while she's had a tough she's had a tough winter I suppose with the football too as has Michaela um, so yeah he'll be delighted to get them back as well I suppose now with you know Dixborough and Barra Rangers both out of the, the championship you know those girls are going to be back too as well so he's probably going to have more of a panel to pick from but I'd say he will be very encouraged by a lot of the performance especially from Tiffy Fitz as you said not easy fullback is not an easy position especially to be put no. in there I think if I'm right her first that was her senior debut I think it was, I was trying to recall yeah. and I think it was her senior debut yeah, or uh, yeah. I was going to say yesterday but last Saturday and I mean she is only a young girl mm. um, you she's know in her second year in college isn't it like, yeah. so she's only what 19 maybe 20 if she's even I'd say at most that's about it yeah. yeah but she was just immense like her presence around the full back line for you know it was like it was the very same as it would say you were there that you were after being playing with 11 12 years at full back mm. like her maturity was unreal didn't do anything stupid you know just lovely little low passes along the ground or a little yeah. dink over the forward that was coming in out to a player that was waiting on the sideline I, I have to say no I was really impressed with her and even though you know Spock Crowley was back yeah. uh, up from the intermediates from last yeah. year we know mm-hmm. how well Sarah played with the intermediates very good game you know maybe a small little bit rusty um, yeah. but she played very very well and it was great to have Julianne Malone back as well yeah. um, in the middle of the field Julianne of course back from Australia sure um, you know I mean as you say you take Michaela coming back Denise coming back okay we have confirmation that there is a couple of retirements there's mm-hmm. some people that's gone away travelling but the depth is still there in the panel like mm-hmm. for a very successful year for the girls this year Yeah it certainly is and I think the newer girls coming up are just going to be as hungry and I think that you know a lot of them would have had a bit of a run out within the league last year and within the championship last year too so they're kind of be going in and kind of want to make a stamp nearly on their position especially with girls retiring or going away or whatever the case may be they know that there's potentially positions there that are up for grabs so I think this year out of all the other years you know the fact that they didn't get to an All-Ireland final last year and the fact that there are one or two guards missing and whatever the case may be I think guards are going to be even more hungrier this year now to make their, their place on that Kilkenny team um, you know it's going to be very interesting for Brian and the lads they're going to have a massive pick from there um, obviously you know 
with the intermediates as well and a good few of those good minors coming up the likes of Lee Nee Phelan Ashley McCarty as well you know coming onto the scene too so you know it's going to be excellent it's going to be exciting um, I'd love to see these girls getting as much league time as possible um, you know because I think that's where you can really kind of you know see if they're up for the pace when it comes to championship because we all know and it's no disrespect to the league the league and championship are two completely different competitions there's like it's nearly when you hit championship it's just a different pace altogether and you need to be getting these girls into that challenge now to see if they're going to be able to last that pace so yeah it's going to be it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks I think you know clear game is going to be tough for them but I do certainly think that you know the the big game is going to be against Cork and I think that's going to tell Brian and the lads where where his panel of players are at at that stage Yeah I suppose it's like a stepping stone from him you have the league this year then mm-hmm. you're going straight into the Leinster Championship yeah. and then you're going from Leinster Championship to uh, the well the Championship mm-hmm. proper the All-Iron Series we'll say so I mean it's condensed an awful lot as well. Do you think that that's going to benefit Kilkenny a small little bit? Maybe having games, would say, coming up that they now know that, okay, they might not peak in fitness-wise until they're coming to maybe June or July and just start to start peaking at that proper uh, time then for the All-Ireland, hopefully in August. But there's no easy games along the way, but it's certainly no. going to give the panel... Um, great opportunity great chance to mm-hmm. shine um, and maybe get a, a chance of playing in the championship when June, July comes around Yeah I do I think it's excellent and I know we spoke about this last week I think the reintroduction of the Leinster Championship is a massive massive bonus it was so sorely missed the last year or two I think that is nearly the case you know I, I know from when we were there managing it it was like you were nearly using the Leinster Championship it was kind of like we're finalising now our starting 15, you know, 20 players, you know, that are going to compete and, you know, obviously that could change any day of the week but that's where you were really using the Leinster Championship for and I think that's what the lads are going to be certainly using that for. Um, But so many games, it's so much better for the girls. They really get to just express themselves and show that the talent they can have as well. And interestingly enough, we had a Kilkenny girl playing full forward for Limerick as well. Yeah, Laura Uh, Fenley. Laura Fenley from Goran was, um, you know, she's moved up to Limerick so, you know, she was doing in the the green and white colours, marking her club mate as well. So, you know, I'd say that was an interesting battle there for the two of them. It surely was. Now, I was speaking to John Lillis as well afterwards and he was happy with Limerick's performance on the day to come to Kilkenny. You know, they are the reigning league champions. Mm -hmm. You know, they've won the All-Ireland in the last couple of years as well. He's building a team compared to what we saw Limerick a few years ago yeah. um, where they were at sixes and sevens. You know, there was players not playing. There was this content in the management mm-hmm. areas you know there was nearly a row going on between county board and players and the yeah. whole lot so from what he's inherited like he's done tremendous work with it and we see that even from last year mm-hmm. like Limerick could have beaten Kilkenny in the league quarter final last year yeah they they really put it up to him and like you know that was the day like we were after getting the shock from Mead beating the intermediates and then we were like oh is this going to happen all over again or Limerick yeah, oh, it was going to, it? yeah is this going to be a horror day or what it's going to be you know I definitely think they have Grown, yeah, you know, I suppose things weren't going well there for a year or two, but they seem to. I think, I think probably what people have realised is the players matter the most, and you know, you cannot have an inter county team unless you have your players. And you know, the players just had to, you know, they had strong beliefs in what they believed, and you know, they they went out, they did it. Yeah, it, you know, a lot of people could have said it was, you know, dangerous to kind of call it, but they did it and they got what they wanted and they got what they needed. These girls, like, they want to play with Limerick, they want to be winning All Ireland, and you know, we have to remember they won a, an intermediate All Ireland back in two thousand and fourteen when they beat us in the in the All Ireland final you know so there is success bred into them as well and 
they obviously want to follow in the footsteps of their hurling and their male counterparts as well. So yeah, like they've definitely come a long way. They have would have loved to have come up to Callan on the, over the weekend on Sashi to play Kilkenny. Like who doesn't want to be playing Kilkenny? I think. But we need the likes of Limerick, Waterford. Yeah. You know, even down in Division One. Mm-hmm. You know, could be everyone is saying, yeah, okay, you're going to have Galway, you're going to have Cork, you're going to have Kilkenny. Like they are the three top teams yeah. in the country at the minute. You're looking at. Waterford's after getting to a couple of quarterfinals in the championship. Tipperary have been there yeah. or thereabouts as well. I mean, they could have bases in the league semi-final mm-hmm. last year. Um, you know, we're probably unlucky against Cork in the game in Nolan Park that the, the that day as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, was that the the league semi-final that, that day was in Nolan Park? Was, yeah. yeah. Um, they really should have bet us that day. Yeah. You know, so I mean, they're up and coming. So they're the five teams. We're really Limerick. Dublin have been disappointing, you know, yeah. over the last while. Mm-hmm. We need Dublin to start getting back. Um, we need more competitive games at the senior level and not everybody to be talking about the same thing. Yes, okay, it's great from a Kilkenny point of view that we're there or thereabouts at the end of the year. But to make it competitive, and the GEA has been saying this mm-hmm. for years as well, Limerick is now taking over the mantle from Kilkenny, have done, Tipperary have been there as well, you yeah. know. But we need other teams coming up to the plate and starting, you know, to win and start to be competitive as well at championship games to make the competition more interesting for spectators as well because Camogie's a great sport to be watching. It certainly is and we don't want it to go stale to be honest with you if we're looking at the same teams and the same names year in, year out. You know, we want something new. We want to pop freshness, a pop of talent coming in and it has to be out there somewhere. Like, you know, I suppose, yeah, okay, Dublin have been disappointing but they have been competing at minor levels as well Like, and they've been doing very well. So where where's the next introduction onto the next step too? Like, you know, Limerick, okay, yeah, they might be competing at A but like they have been doing, I think they were actually on A last year, weren't they? Minor A. They'd won the I minor be were, the yeah. year previous so like they have they have All-Irelands won as well you know we want like Tipperary had won numerous minor All-Irelands for a couple of years there and I just feel like it's nearly the ball has stopped with them there as well like and like I know yeah they're kind of always maybe depending on you know your loyal you know standing stalwarts in Cotavan Mary Ryan and these girls there but you know it's going to come to the stage where the Cotavans and the Mary Ryans are going to retire and they need somebody else to just drive in there I do think Bill Milani has done an awful lot of work with Tipperary on the senior yep. stage like and he has brought them to a different level and they are kind of you know they're slowly but surely trying to edge themselves in there to, to like stamping a mark and being the top four yeah they are the top four at the moment but you know there's a massive difference I feel and I know there's maybe only three or four points in in the All-Ireland semi-final between them and Galway them and Cork whatever the case may be but I do think when it comes to it there is a massive difference between you know the Cork the Kilkenny and the Galway to your Tipperary and then the the difference then between the chasing pack it's just out of this window like they're, they're not competing they're not being competitive enough and we don't want the game going stale we don't want to be having this thing where oh sure we could pick the, the final four every year and oh sure it'll probably be oh sure Kilkenny played Cork last year so they'll probably play Galway in a semi-final this year we yeah. don't want that to kind of start creeping in No we certainly don't as we said the sport is fantastic and even the games over the weekend yeah. the ones that I was at anyway you were at the intermediate mm-hmm. one the skill level on show was outstanding in it um, you know the, the whole, for such an early season game yeah. you know the whole the blocking the fitness you know the condition of the players that they're all in I mean every one of them seems to be mining themselves now over the winter as well which is great to see and I have to pay mention as well to the PROs um, for getting the 
teams in quickly enough mm-hmm. for our match programme to Ger and Fiona thank you very much and you know it's great that the cooperation is there I know Ger Ger used to play with WIT um, and she managed WIT yeah. because we're going to be talking about Ashburn Cups shortly um, she's the new PRO in Tipperary and she actually got a great idea out during the week that she was sending out information to all, I suppose introducing herself to all of the counties around and then the counties would send back their proper crest because I mean teams can be using the GEA crest and yeah. they could be a Camogie crest there mm-hmm. you know they have their own identity which is fantastic you know a bit of promotional material yep. that's what you want is cooperation with the PROs and then to have two teams lining out at the weekend with no changes to a match programme yeah. that it is as it is it's fantastic to see yeah. I, I have to say it's a credit now to the, the counties that was in Antietam I should say in Waterford as well over the uh, the weekend as well you know it makes my job as a PRO a hell of a lot easier as well when it comes to that kind of stuff <laughs> Absolutely and like Ger, like as you mentioned yeah she was involved with WIT like I remember when I was down in WIT uh, you know for a couple of years and she was she's been she was absolutely excellent and she's such a, a long standing servant to Tipperary Camogie and to Drum inch her club and you know she really has you know she's played the game you know she's uh, supported the game you know I'd say there hasn't been a Camogie match in Tipperary that Jerganan hasn't been at and you know it's it really good to see someone of her stature you know stepping into that position because you know she knows what it's all about she knows all the girls as well like like yourself like you know the majority of all the girls and like us I suppose that's why she's doing the bit on the yeah. radio it's yeah, hit exactly. now as well you know like which is really good to see and, and you know it's great to see her stepping into that role and it's great to see you know the PROs kind of pushing and promoting because it was great to have all the teams you know out and so people could have a look because I know like I know when it comes to the weekend and there's a match on it's the first thing I do like I could look up like you know the Clear Camogie website see what their team is you know just see if you know kind of any names standing out or whatever the case may be or you know same in Cork and you're kind of seeing oh I wonder where Amy O'Connor is playing or is she playing you know that's that's the thing I do like and I'm sure I'm not the only person that doesn't do it so it's great to see that the teams are being kind of announced on social media and it gives you know it lets the names be known to households because everybody's on some sort of social media so it's great to see them all being put out there and just before we go on to the um the Ashburn, it was brilliant to see the list of all the colleges and all the girls being involved in it as well. It, you know, it's brilliant to see that too. Yeah, well, in fairness to Jack Dunphy, he was on to me in uh, Abbottstown. He actually knocked on the OB unit and said, the games are coming up at the weekend. Would you give us uh, a bit of publicity in that for us? And certainly we will do. I mean, he gave me a document and every single player from their age, their club, what uh, course that they're doing in the college mm. and where they're playing in the whole lot but yeah we have uh, a lot of games coming up on you you played in Ashbourne Cup games you know you've been involved with the, the colleges there is today is the 8th it is so there's a couple of games on in the Purcell Cup I know that ITC Carlo is taking on NUIG mm-hmm. in Clonad at uh, half past 7 this evening Um TUD which I think is Trinity College is taking on the TUS Midlands that is going ahead not sure there's no date on that one at the minute yeah. um, this evening then in the Father Mar Cup we have UCD second team is playing the Munster Technological University of Kerry uh, that's in the UL North Campus uh, that was actually at 4 o'clock today so there might be a result of that somewhere tomorrow evening Queen's University Belfast is taking on UCC second team that's in Haywood at 8.30 then in the Omwaligon Cup and I hope I'm pronouncing that right uh, this evening TU Dublin second team against IT Sligo that's in Maynooth University at half seven and also this evening UL3 is playing Marino in St. Lomans in Mullingar uh, that started at six o'clock this evening but the two big games 
the week or this week is definitely tomorrow evening in Pilltown GAA Club that is mm-hmm. Wednesday the 9th of February the two Ashbourne Cup semi-finals are going ahead first up we have UCC taking on DCU Dorcas Aaron at 6pm and then Mary Oi versus UCD at 8pm and for the first time in I don't know how long there's no UL no UL and no WIT which is a shocker um, yeah like you know it is a big shock um, but just to go back to the Ashburn Cup like it's definitely for me it was definitely one of the highlights of my college when I was in college it's you know it's the best competition camogie competition at third level it's absolutely phenomenal the amount of girls that you meet and you stay friendly with you know for the rest of your days it's great it's such a massive achievement it's such a pity and I had this conversation with Seamus Kelly um, at in Abbottstown at the Dixborough match like I think it's such a pity that you're not having your Ashburn weekend it's something that everyone looks at, looks forward to you know, it was great just to go away somewhere, be it Belfast, Dublin, Galway, wherever it is. Like, you, know, you, I, you said that to me. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of girls haven't experienced no. that in the two years. I suppose, in fairness, though, to the committee in charge, nobody knew what was yeah. going to happen. Like when this was done at the start of the year, we know that the finals are all going ahead in the WIT Arena this weekend yeah. on Saturday and Sunday. You have the uh, Imwale Gone Cup and the Father Mar Cup on on Saturday, and then the Parcel Cup and the Ashburn Cup on Sunday. Mm. So I mean, like, it's going to be a fantastic weekend of camogie one way or another but as you say it's still not the same of going along yeah. meeting other even your own teammates yeah. you know playing with Kilkenny they're playing with different colleges yeah. and that over the weekend and you know it's a fantastic weekend I've been involved in it mm. uh, both number one as a referee I was in the WIT arena I was working there the last time on the all the pitches and I can tell you some work goes into preparing oh, yeah. a, a venue for something mm-hmm. like that like the logistics behind it is unbelievable mm-hmm. um, I can only imagine what it's like trying to get the players yeah. you know with accommodation mm. then you have all food and you name it everything is coming up on it so it is a fantastic weekend though to yeah. be fair oh like it's a brilliant weekend I know my first weekend in Ashburn um, it was up in it was held up in NUIG Galway then the second year was in Belfast and then the third year was down in UCC and you know what it was one of those weekends that every girl that was in Waterford at the time just wanted to play camogie for just to be on the Ashburn team to just get the weekend away Um, you know fierce excitement and it was great you were going off you were staying in a hotel you know you could have had UCC in the hotel across the road or UCD in the hotel you know beside you or you know there could have been two colleges in the one hotel you know it was just, it was mayhem to be fair it was absolutely mayhem and just to see like you know so many colleges just just descending on one area for a whole weekend like camogie completely just took over all together um, you know it was absolutely phenomenal it's definitely it. I would say my top memory from college now I'm sure my mum and dad wouldn't be too happy they would be have hoping that I would have been studying in the <laughs> library 24-7 um, <laughs> but I think they know too well that that wasn't the case but you know it was absolutely it was great and the friends that you make through it were absolutely unbelievable it was great you know it is a pity I understand yet yeah, you know the, the committee they obviously didn't know what was going to happen in relation to COVID or whatever the case may be um, it's great to see that the competition is still going because it is you know the Ashburn Cup it's one of those it's one of those competitions that not every camogie player in the country will get an opportunity to play and not every player in the country will get an opportunity to win an Ashburn I have won Ashburn and you know 
I'll never forget that day down in Parky Ring in Cork. Um, UCD were after Trouncenos the year previous. That was the day and Dalton was captain down there, wasn't it? Um, I think, no, Kiva Fenley was captain. It was Kiva Fenley. Kiva Fenley was captain. And I'll never forget it. There is a picture. We were going into the last two, three minutes and there's only somebody recently who actually showed me this picture and I couldn't stop laughing at it. We were about two or three minutes to go I think we were up by two points. UCD were the reigning champions. They were the team at the time. Like, you know, you hated them, but you respect them because they were so good. And the ball was being lobbed in for free. Now you had Mary Lacey, Una Lacey, some of the Sinnets. You had all these guys on the UCD team. And there was 13 WIT girls lined up on the line <laughs> and we were all jumping the ball hadn't even been hit but we were still jumping getting ready to bat down and it was like this year conveyor belt one would jump another would be hit the ground and it was like this but it was just it was just great to see and they were just saying like you know that was the defending that was done that day and it was just it was crazy it was it was unbelievable oh, I know, even highlight of my, even my whole time yeah, Michelle playing with him and I mean yeah. I think you played with Michelle even yeah. a couple of them I mean one day we were above in Queen's Belfast in mm. a semi-final the next we were in Casement Park at yeah. a, a final um, I think they actually played UCD, UCD we got bet in that was that the one against UCD or UCC that Nicola Butler was playing in Casement Park that day we got bet UCD bet us in the final in the Ashburn final on the Sunday up in Belfast I will never forget that you're right too it was yeah. UCD yeah. yeah it was yeah because they went out the week or the year after then and they actually won it which was yep. the start, I think, of the Down four in, in a row. Yeah, for that was the start of it. Yeah, the yeah. five in a row, I think. Did they do the five? Yeah, in I think a row? it was five in a row. That was the start of the final. Like myself and Kiva Fenley always say, "Ah, oh, should we start it?" And then left them in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, they've had the caliber. I mean, yeah. uh, Helena Jacob has been training them there for yeah. a while. I mean, Anne was in training them. Tommy Shefflin yeah. was in training. Uh, you know, Seamus uh, Kelly is now involved with uh, DCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a couple others there as well. The Tommy Wall um, was involved as well I, I'm going to get to the management now shortly but just a, a quick rundown through it and Jack actually miscounted there is 74 players represented throughout the CCAO third level competitions from Dublin 52 from Kilkenny 44 Cork 34 Galway 34 in Limerick 33 Wexford 26 in Clare 24 Tipperary 19 in Kildare 14 in Antrim 12 in Offaly 10 in Derry and 10 in Westmeath and then you have others from Waterford Carlow Kerry Down Leash Meath Wicklow Cavan Mayo Tyrone Roscommon Monaghan Donegal and Louth I mean if you went through that there mm. was probably a girl from the 32 counties somewhere in Ireland that's actually playing with a college team over this entire week yeah, absolutely. It's phenomenal to see. It's phenomenal to see the numbers. And even some of the panels having 39, 40 girls on a panel. And then to even turn around and look at some of the colleges having two or three teams, you know, competing in all the different cups over the weekend and over this week. Yeah, so it's great to see. It definitely shows that the, the colleges are most certainly pushing and promoting Camogie in, in the right direction. And we have to actually mention that they have done it by a club as well. Mm-hmm. Dixborough are one, two, they are the fourth highest in the country with six players and also Barra Rangers feature heavily as well with uh, five players as well so it ranges from five to eight Kilmacock Croaks in Dublin has the most with eight players yeah. from uh, Dublin in a club but like six players from Dixborough five players from Barra Rangers 11 players yeah. you know over the weekend that is playing with the colleges and they still managed to get one to the Leinster final the other yeah. to the Leinster semi-final like it's been a fantastic achievement it certainly is and no coincidence that those teams were you know competing in 
county finals and winning county finals last year. And, you know, you girls training with colleges, training with their clubs, you know, so they were given that extra bit of experience as well and that extra bit of a drive too. So, yeah, great to see it as well. There is an, an absolute array of clubs represented from Kilkenny, you know, Thomastown, Kilmacow, Glenmore, Tullerone, The Village, O'Loughlin, St. Lactons, Mooncoyne, Emeralds. You know, there's so many Tuller, Ross Birkin there. There's so many clubs and from all different ends of the country. There's a couple of girls down in Kerry, um, you know, playing with the with the Kerry College down there as well. So they're just all over the country and it's great to see so many girls being involved as well. And I actually haven't gone through all of the uh, the teams in particular. I do know, though, just obviously because of my involvement with St. Clair's, that Anya Phelan is actually the captain of IT mm-hmm. Sligo um, that's playing in that. Now, there's probably other girls that's there if we were to go through it and had the time to go through it. Um, there probably is. But as you say, like teams, you know, Thomastown, Kilmacow, Barrow Rangers, Tullerone, Conaghy, Tullerher, Sleeveroo, Young Ireland's, you know, Moonkine mm-hmm. um, features as well. Uh, and a lot of them players are actually playing with the top level teams in the Ashbourne Cup, you know, which is, yeah. it's fantastic. And as you said, it's no surprise that that's why we have been successful at minor level, you know, because those players are then going on to the freshers. The freshers are then going yeah. on to the uh, the seniors and been playing in either the Porcel or the Ashburns or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and this is where you apply your trade I suppose and enjoy playing camogie as well at the same time yeah absolutely it certainly is it's a great you know it's a great kind of a break for girls that are playing that are playing with county and that are playing with the club as well it's a great break great break from them nearly from those two teams to have this team of you know players from all different ends of the country to play with and you know playing with, with some of the top players in the county in the country like you know when I was in WIT like we were playing I was playing with Ursula Jacob and you know with Shelley and Stacey Kyo and you had you know Stacey Redmond was there Um, you had there was a, another girl from Galway there there was a couple from Cork a couple from Tipperary so you're just playing you're playing with all these girls on a team level and then you could have to turn around the next week and go play against them you know at inter-county level but it was it's great you know and I suppose that kind of fil- it filters down into the um, the camaraderie that at the lot of the guards at inter county level have for each other and have with each other as well. Like and you know it shows the sportsmanship that's there, but it's it's definitely to me it's by far one of the greatest competitions that I have ever been involved in and I would give hand and foot to be back playing with WIT they probably won't have me but I'd still go down there and do it <laughs> well I know being involved with it it is a fantastic uh, yeah. weekend I found who they are uh, Roisin Breen and Tommy Wall of course from uh, Barrow Rangers they're mm-hmm. involved with the management of DCU Docus Aaron there's two young uh, Kilkenny lads over UCD's second team in the Father Mark Cup uh, Rory Monks is Thomas Town and the manager is actually Eamon Mahan from Goran um, he's a selector which is great to see both of them only 21 years old mm. uh, and of course we have the chair of the CCAO as well in Jennifer Norris who of course is a Piltown lady uh, daughter of our former county board chairperson Sheila Norris so you know Kilkenny are well represented uh, coming up and I suppose no better woman Jennifer was there as the secretary of the CCAO yeah. for years Jack Dunphy is the uh, PRO now of the CCAO as well and they're doing major work on all of their social media yeah. channels over the weekend so it's great to see great that the publicity is being given as well and hopefully back 
back in 2023 that we can have the weekend that we've seen um, back two years ago yeah. as well with everybody converging in the one spot you know as you say teammates go out there are opponents mm. one minute they could poke the devil crap yeah. out of one another and give a person a couple of flakes on the pitch and as soon as it's all over go over give each other a hug and it's all forgotten about yeah and you could have sisters going up against each other as well in some cases too so yeah it's absolutely great it's um, it's brilliant it's you know it might cause a bit of divide between clubs and families for, Which for a we weekend have because actually Steffi and Tiffy are in different yeah, colleges yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to come up against each other though so it could be okay yeah no they won't uh, they, anyway, did, in the league, first, they so, did in the league section yeah so yeah you know, it's great it's um, you know it's brilliant it's, um, it's an excellent competition I would say if anybody is around tomorrow night to go down and watch the Ashburn the standard of Camogie down there is absolutely phenomenal um, 6 o'clock and 8pm in Pilltown and you're going to be in for a treat I know it's bitterly cold but wrap up well and go down you're in for a spectacle of two games I hear it was bitterly cold last yeah. weekend and we still got through it true, as well like true. you know I mean if we can get through anything you know people can go to Pilltown and as far as I know now I'm stand corrected but I don't think there's a charge going into Pilltown tomorrow evening it is free so I mean where would you get two exceptional games like that on midweek at 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock mm-hmm. in Pilltown GAA Club all for nothing. It is, as I repeat, UCC against DCU, Dorcas Aaron and Mary Oi against UCD. Both of them in the Ashbourne Cup semi-finals. Yeah. What a pairings to have. And I wouldn't even like to call out of them for who's going to win the Ashbourne this year. No, do you know what? I suppose, you know, Mary Oi, fair play to them. You know, they're, I think this is their first year competing in Ashbourne. They've been in personal in Father Mar over the last couple of years. And I think that, you know, so this is a massive step up for them as well. Um, UCD, one person last year as far as like two years ago Lydia Fitz I actually think was captain of the team so yeah it's going to be interesting UCC are there every single year and just cannot seem to get over the line God love them if they don't win it this year I don't know what's going to happen but they have DCU who to me have been the team that have been coming and coming the last couple of years they have a wealth of players it's like it's a college that maybe like my sister was in DCU it, and back when she was there, yeah, they were competing in personals or whatever the case may be. But they never had a calibre, a really... Now, obviously, the some of the players that went through there were fantastic, but it didn't maybe have the big name like the UC, like the UCD or the WIT for Camogie. And then all of a sudden, I would say in the last five, six years, they have just been getting a wealth of really strong Camogie players in there and they've just been, you know, improving year on, year on, year on. You know, they would have been disappointed. UCC bet them um, in the semi-final two years ago um, down in WIT I'll never forget it the wind and the rain that I think was in the middle of a storm and there well, was that, that was a storm weekend yeah, it was, and they, yeah. was, they were threatening that it could actually be called off because the weather was so bad um, DCU to be honest with you I do I think that's going to be probably the game of the night um, UCC and DCU um, you know a massive contingent from Kilkenny um, involved with DCU we've one Kilkenny player involved with UCC that's Aideen Murphy from my own club in Tullerone um, for her benefit I'd love to see UCC get over the line um, you know it would be great it'd be hard to call I do think that UCC would probably have just a little bit more on them um, than DCU but DCU you know had a very good victory over WIT so it'll be very interesting in relation to the other game Mary I in UCD 
I think UCD are probably going to be a little bit too strong for um for Mary I and what an achievement if UCD can get back to it and um get back to an Ashburn final. It'll be like they're reliving the golden days again, you know, the Rena Buckleys that were there, the Lacey's that were there, you know, so it'd be great to see UCD getting back there as well. So that'll be again very two two interesting games, very hard to call, but you know, I think you're probably looking at potentially UCC and UCD now. I could probably get that completely wrong, but that's who I'm going to go with well I'm going to put you on the line then out of the four teams whoever wins or pick one team that's going to come out of them games tomorrow night and win the Ashbourne Cup on Sunday um, and no dilly dallying now oh and God. this one is going to be done so I'm putting your head on a platter pick the winner I'm going to go UCC 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 to win the Ashbourne this year Okay, well, that's mm-hmm. certainly going to be uh, an interesting mm-hmm. thought. Um, and we look forward to next uh, Tuesday night's podcast to see whether you're right or wrong. Now, yeah. in fairness, your percentage on all of the club games and all last year was up around the 90% mark at the end of the year. So, you know, I have uh, I have faith in you, Anya Fahey. Yeah, we, we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, it, it'll, it'll be excellent. Um, and as we said, if anybody can get to Piltown tomorrow evening, absolutely do get down you're in for two really exciting games plenty of you know top quality camogie players will be on display for you know an hour and 20 minutes so it's well worth anybody's um, chance to get down there well I know Paula Dowling is certainly going to love you because she actually won her Ashburn Cup with UCC back uh, (laughs) a few years ago and Paula I I won't say how many years ago that was but uh, she was actually telling me a funny story um, during the week and I'm going to get killed for this anyway but uh, they were playing in um, an Ashbourne weekend and of course Phyllis Breslin and herself got chatting in the whole lot and they decided uh, before the match that they were going to go on the Raz mm. you know and Ashbourne when it, weekend yeah, on the Raz you know, no way when, when, it came, when it came to the match anyway everyone was waiting to know where was Paula and Paula was at the falling asleep in under the table of some uh, premises at one stage so she was eventually found anyway and went out onto the field afterwards and played and I think she nearly became player of the match <laughs> on one of them so Paula I'm sorry I know I'm dead the next time you see me but it just goes to show that the crack is, uh, is there you yeah. know but um, mm. yeah it's it certainly taken uh, seriously now I mean everybody wants to win the yeah. the Ashbourne Cup not that I'm saying it wasn't done years ago but mm. um, it's a huge yeah, accolade it's, great. It's, it's a massive it's a huge it's a huge achievement as I said beforehand it's not every player in the country that gets the opportunity to play in it it's not every girl in the country that has an Ashburn medal it's one of those it's one of those medals that are very very rare and very hard to come by it certainly is well we're going to look forward to it anyway so hopefully Jack that we're after giving a good in-depth uh, insight to that it's a pity with a lot more places don't use Twitter at the minute but we mm-hmm. do have a result in from the Father Mark Cup for whoever is listening to it it is UCD is after beating MTU Kerry in that semi-final UCD coming out on top 4-5 to 2-8 so thank you to the people in UCD for tweeting that result for us that we are able to bring you that here it's going to be a busy season for us Anya mm-hmm. uh, we know that we have the minor match against Clare coming up this weekend we have the Ashbourne coming up then mm-hmm. there's a small little bit of a lull then uh, until the next games which will be the 26th 27th weekend for the inter-county scene um, you know so we're, we're going to be certainly busy it's certainly yeah. going to keep the, the podcasts going uh, as well with it but uh, yeah what's your override uh, emotions coming for the year what are you looking forward to most um 
Do you know what? I, like, I'm really looking forward to getting back into club action again. And I know like we're, we haven't even... You have we, to wait a while for that now. We haven't even got to the second round of the Intercounty League and this is what I'm looking forward to. But I am. Like, I am really looking forward to the club action again this year. Um, and we know why because you want to try and get a come on kind jersey this year. Absolutely. I was robbed last year and I definitely want to get one this year. Um, but yeah, no, I think, you know, I think the league is going to be really exciting this year because there's going to be so many new players on showcasing this year, especially with the intermediates and the seniors. Um, you know, it's going to be great. I really hope that the seniors can retain the league title and I'd love to see the intermediates go on and just compete, like just compete in a league semi-final, league final. You know, they were pipped in a quarter final last year. So I think their aim would be just to go one step further and anything after that would be a bonus for them. I do really feel that the intermediates are going to be going in for an All-Ireland this year. That's going to be in the back of their mind. That's where, you know, John, Brendan, all the lads, that's where they're going to want, the, that's where they're going to want to be when it comes to it comes to August. Um, you know, the seniors, obviously, you know, we want to get them to an All-Ireland final as well. So I think, you know, I think the two teams are very much hurt from last year and I think they're just going to want to push on and give it um, give it their all this year I think there's going to be so much new talent coming on which is so exciting to see and even with Mick with the minors as well I think you know if they can retain their title that's going to be absolutely phenomenal and sure we'll have the result of that in only a couple of weeks because their championship is over the end of April as far as I'm aware is it? It's the first week in May or somewhere I think thereabouts I think the semi-final quarterfinals is around the end of March so okay. it'll be all over before the exam period so yeah, yeah not, so, not too far to go No like realistically you're talking what seven eleven more weeks and hopefully Kilkenny will have retained their minor A um, All-Ireland title um, you know so it is it's going to be a very fast year I think everything is going to come I know you're saying we have a lull like we have nothing for maybe the next two weeks but you know there's going to be so much on it's after actually that. We're great what a computer can do for us because actually the semi-finals are down for the 20th of March and the final is down for the 27th of March so apologies it's not going to May 27th of March we'll know who the winner is going to be so we're literally only six weeks out really we're going to know who's going to be our All-Ireland Champions which is great you know so hopefully we'll start that off and then I suppose you know this year it'd be great to you know, look at maybe our under 14 squads or under 16 squads as well and see how they're competing as well. You know, I think because that's really important because the underage in Kilkenny at the moment is going so, so well and we've got some, you know, really bright camogie players coming up along the scene. Um, under yeah. 16 is now slightly different because they're going to have their Leinster competition starting in uh, March mm-hmm. um, and then they have to wait then until June, July. After for, the junior search. Exactly, yeah. yeah, before they start their All-Ireland mm. competition, which for the minors it's the other way around you yeah. know like they have to do the all earn first and then play, play the, Leinster. Uh, the Leinster later yeah. on which is not ideal but yeah we have lots to look forward to yeah, we're absolutely. booked in for lots of ga- live mm-hmm. games yeah. uh, over the course of the league we're looking forward to that and of course we will be here with you with Come On Kind every Tuesday night please God that everything is going well mm-hmm. our way and we certainly enjoy coming here for the chat the crack and yeah. whatever else that comes yeah, with it. Bit uh, of devilment. Exactly. All well, lots of devilment, yeah. I can tell you. Even with the producer <laughs> here behind us making faces at me here. Now, I'm trying not to laugh over my shoulder here. But again, thank you to Anya, as usual, to our guest, Mick Wall, uh, this evening. Hopefully, over the course of the league, we'll be able to bring you a different guest with us every week to review and preview all the games upcoming and results uh, from the games to come forward. But that is it for this episode. It has been episode 
to number two. Hopefully you're enjoying the Come On Kind podcast with uh, KCLR 96FM and scoreline.ie and don't forget to tune in wherever you get your podcast whether it be Apple, Spotify or you name it. We are there and ready to be listened to and hopefully you are enjoying them all. But that is it from the studios here in KCLR on this evening for episode number two. We will be back next week with episode number three but from me it's good night and yourself Anya. Yeah good night and God bless. We'll see you next week. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Yeah.